Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June 17th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good, feeling good. I haven't done too much today, been kind of lazy. I did go out and get me a little bit of um, some donut action, some Jupiter donuts. Back to my regular, back to my main. I got, um, what is it, a bow tie, a little twist one, got that. I got a raspberry filled, which I gotta say, still, that's like my favorite, and like not, I don't want to say it's my favorite donut from them, but it's just one of those, it's just so surprising that I like it so much. And then I got a chocolate frosted, so, we're vibing, and a chocolate milk, so yeah, yeah, pretty yummy, pretty yummy little brekkie for me. Uh, let's see here, not... Too much to report personal news wise. We're just hanging out. We're just we're chilling. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and do our typical little startup and then we will get into some news. Let's get right to it. Jerpin. Oh, oh boy. All right, we're in the mood. We're in the mood for news. From CNN. The U.S. government agencies hit in global cyber attack. Several U.S. government agencies have been hit in a global cyber attack by Russian cyber criminals that exploits a vulnerability in widely used software According to a top U.S. security agency, uh, this uh, this is CISA, which is the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency that has been looking into this. And once we got into, once I saw the word move it, move it applications, I knew exactly the group that they were going to be telling me about, which is CLOP. We've uh, covered this group before um, on the podcast. They had exploited um, the software and harvested a bunch of data from it. And initially it was uh, the BBC and a couple of other um, companies that were like affected and known to be affected. They had issued this like blanket um, ransom demand, but they didn't name any names or anything like that. They said, you know, hey, when you know, you come to us and will work out the ransom. You send, you know, send this to this email or whatever. Um, I think they said by, if it wasn't done by Wednesday of this week, um, they were going to release that data on their dark web page. So let's see here. Klopp last week cleaned credit for some of the hacks, which have also affected employees of the BBC, British Airways, oil giant Shell, and state governments in Minnesota and Illinois, among others. Now, the group has said that they do have government inf- uh, data information of, like, you know, government employees, but they said that they are going to delete that information. They aren't planning on leaking that or using that. But, I mean, this is, we're talking cybercrime. You never, you never know. That might just be something that they sell off to, like, the highest bidder. And, and that's the thing, too. You don't know if, like, you pay them 
to get your information back or, you know, keep it hidden and they haven't already just sold it or they go off to sell it anyway. You know, it's it's, it's a hard bargain to strike up here. Uh, that being said, I, I'm not surprised that this happened uh, just because we only knew about the European parts, the European companies. But, you know, once you saw that the software was used in the States, you know, anywhere that the software is used, they probably have accessed this data, this material. So, yeah, I mean, definitely a scary thing to wonder, like, oh, my gosh, is my, my money, my, my literal personal information, is that, you know, um, vulnerable right now? Um, that'd be scary. I would not like that feeling. It's, it's never good. I have had to deal with, like, certain parts of my information being stolen, and literally, like, the whole year, I was just hyper paranoid. I had to, like, freeze up all my shit, lock down all my account. It's no fun. Not good. Um, but yeah, uh, this is an update. I wanted to talk about it. A little digital, digital get down. Uh, we can go ahead and move along. Uh, from the ABC News. 28-year-old woman allegedly enrolls at high school as 17-year-old to learn English. Sheriff. Now, I'm not gonna lie. When I initially saw the headlines, I was queuing up some jokes. I was like, oh, this is gonna be so funny. Hee hee ha ha. Like, just the idea of, like, oh, like, this is, like, some 21 Jump Street type shit. Like, that's crazy. But then you, you hear the situation, and it's like, oh, oh, god damn it. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. A 28-year-old woman has been arrested for allegedly posing as a 17-year-old student and attending a Louisiana high school throughout this school year. Martha Genesia, or... Jesnia, Jesnia, there you go. Martha Jesnia Gutierrez Serrano, 28 years old, who was placed in a ninth grade, was placed in the ninth grade, allegedly pretended to be a teenager so that she could learn English. Uh, let's see, this was uh, according to St. Charles Parish Sheriff Greg Champagne. So, I guess um, her mom, who is Martha. Elizeth, Elizeth Serrano Alvarado, uh, she's 46 years old. She um, uh, came to Boot, Louisiana, and I believe it's like 35 miles away from like New Orleans. But um, she came here, I believe, on like a work visa from Honduras, and I think that might have expired. But um, then her daughter came here. Um, and let's see, uh, Serrano Alvarado allegedly used a fraudulent passport and birth certificate to enroll her 28-year-old daughter at Hainville High School in Boot during 2022 through 2023 school year. Um, and I mean, they said that she was quiet. She was just focused on learning. Uh, it seemed like overall she was a good student, but then it, um, an investigation was launched, um that um she's could possibly be like in her mid 20s. Um so yeah, she wasn't the 17 year old she was posing to be. Uh but they, they, like I said, that's why I was like, "Oh, I thought this was going to be like funny." And it's like, "No, this is is sad because this is just someone who's trying to learn English, maybe get a little bit of schooling on top of that, you know, just just some basic stuff to kind of help you out in a situation that you're in that makes perfect sense, you know? Like um so yeah, it's it's definitely a bummer. I don't know um, how harsh things are gonna be. We'll see. I I forget the, the verbiage they use. Oh, I hate this. Um, 
they were both uh, charged Tuesday with one count of injuring public records. Like that's such a corny ass fucking crime. Like to to like, I, I'm not saying that you this isn't a crime or whatever, but I'm just saying like, couldn't you word it differently? It doesn't sound so lame. I don't fucking know. But um, let's see here. I, I do like the fact though that it's like you know, the idea was I mean once that this information was deemed valid, even though it wasn't. You know, it's like yeah, you know, this is a, it doesn't matter what kind of person you are, where you came from, like, if you have the credentials, you meet the requirements to be in the school district, and yeah, you can be a student. Um, so yeah, they did say, though, that they are going to be, like, uh, upping the protocol and, like, you know, making sure they're more thorough. Um, enhancing, uh, they will enhance the processes to determine the authenticity of enrollment documents for current and future students as well as modify uh, policy and procedures as warranted. Now, obviously, don't get me wrong. I obviously understand why this is a bad thing. Like, why, you know, they got arrested. Like, you're you're in a situation that, you know, it could be potentially dangerous. You know, you aren't a student. <laughs> you you are a full-grown adult. This is a, you know, place full of kids. I, I, I get that. But I do believe that in the situation, like, th- this person didn't have any kind of ill... Um, intent or anything like that so you know i'm hoping that they don't get like punished too hard or anything like that but yeah that was a story that i wanted to cover um let's see let's move on to uh lighter news it's not as heavy well i mean it depends on who you are maybe maybe this is life or death what i'm talking about these are serious things about to get into um but from npr Live Nation and Ticketmaster tell biden they're going to show fees up front So we've covered the fucking debacle that happened with the Taylor Swift uh, tickets and how it was such a nightmare. People were trying to, you know, get their tickets. They thought they had VIP access to get said tickets. They didn't. It was a whole fucking thing. Um, Scout secondhand market went crazy. Um, So that meant that people were somehow finding a way to get through all these little, like, protocols that Ticketmaster had set up. And um, this was big egg on Ticketmaster's faces. People were mad. People were pissed. They're like, how is this fucking big-ass corporation? Um, You know, and it's not obviously just them. It's any of the massive major, you know, places where you can get a ticket to, you know, go to a show, whatever. You have to go through all this fucking shit. It's a whole-ass fucking hassle. There's so much going on that we hate about this. We're paying so much money and um, now you're, you're saying we can't even get the tickets. So the people were enraged. And, you know, Ticketmaster, Live Nation, uh, you, you know, even the Biden administration is getting involved saying, hey, something's going to get done. We're going to work on this. So this is what we've come up with. <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about it. President Biden was joined at the White House on Thursday by some of the biggest ticket sellers, companies that are promising to end the practice of tacking on support. Uh, surprise fees at the end of an online order customers won't see a sudden drop in ticket prices or see that annoying 24.99 service fee disappear but they will know about it before at the start or before they start adding tickets to their cart that's the solution guys congratulate we fixed it we fixed the problem 
it, it, it's just the junk fees that we we cut the, we cut them off. We're done. They're gone. Now, are you still paying a, a crazy price for a ticket? Yes, yes, you are. But at least you know right away, right up front. And I'm like, okay, don't get me wrong. I don't like junk fees. This isn't me trying to be pro junk fees. That that is definitely something you should have gotten rid of. But that is a small consolation for a big issue that's going on with these ticket providers. Like, at the end of the day, this shit is way too much money and you're not providing the the service that you guys are supposed to even be even providing. Like, I mean, this has been an issue for like Beyonce. This has been an issue for ticket uh, for Taylor Swift. And I just don't see how this solves any of that. Now, also, there's a conversation, too, about the idea of, like, a lot of these higher-up ticket providers pretty much merging and being a monopoly. Uh, I think Live Nation already had this in the works with Ticketmaster. But after, um, let's see, yeah. So Biden pledged in his State of the Union speech in February to try to do more to eliminate those hiding fees and surcharges. After that address, Live Nation Entertainment, formed, uh, formed from a merger between Live Nation and Ticketmaster, expressed their interest in all offering all-in upfront ticket pricings on its site. So obviously this is about them just saying, yeah, no, we, we want to get rid of those junk fees too. But what I'm seeing here is just like, this is, it just seems like they're becoming more and more of a monopoly, which is solving less of a problem, you know? Like, this is just more of an issue, but yet Biden is saying, well, because we have this upfront pricing, we're going to have a more competitive market, and that's going to make things so much better. But I I don't think this is going to actually make the consumers happy in the long run. I think this is a, a minor fix, and uh, you're really trying to put a Band-Aid on a bad wound. So um, I, I hope that more comes down the pipe, uh, for sure. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I know that there are other ticket... Uh, companies, let's see, such as Ticket Vendor, SeatGeek, and XBK, which is an Iowa-based venue. Um, they are also doing the same thing with the all-in pricing. Like, everyone's going to follow suit here, of course. Like, this is a good thing. But, I don't know. There's definitely got to be more. Um, let's see. We have one more thing to cover here, and, and it is the lightest of things. Uh, let's see. Let's see. You know, I'm going to take my classic break, and then um, we'll go ahead and get to it. All right, from Cincinnati Inquirer, or it might just be the Inquirer now, but whatever. Um, Ohioans have a blank space for a holiday, and they'll write Taylor Swift's name. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I know this isn't that serious. It's not that deep, but um, <laughs> essentially, there is um, these two representatives. And um, our uh, our state house representative Danny, I I Isaac's Isaac's Cone Isaac's Cone uh, we'll go with that. And over the Rhine Democrat, and then Cindy Abrams, a Harrison Republican, wants to pass a resolution to make July first Taylor Swift Day in Ohio. Um, they both represent Hamilton County, 
where Swift will have her second Ohio performance in Cincinnati's Paycor Stadium on that day. Um, now here, let's get ready for some cheese. Are you ready for it? A request for support from fellow lawmakers sent this week uh, began. As we all know too well, Taylor Swift is currently on one of the most successful tours in music history. We hope there is no bad blood, but she is specifically coming to the Queen City. Um, I, I love that people cannot resist like just dropping these little like song titles when they talk about Taylor Swift. It's just so like is already innocuous. I don't fucking know. Um, people can't help themselves. Now let me say, you know, as we're getting into the thick of it, I would classify myself as a Taylor Swift fan. I think Taylor Swift is fine. I like pop music. She fits the bill. I used to troll some of my friends and like say like, oh yeah, she's a real good country singer. Um, you know, because that's how she, you know, she came up or whatever. But um, overall, you know, she makes music that people like. Uh, that being said, being that this is, you know, our lawmakers, I, I did personally go, man, like, this kind of lame as fuck, right? Like, why, why do we care about this? And then I also thought, thinking about it, because I've lived in, you know, Ohio since '90 for a very long time, I'm like, bro, Taylor Swift has no real connection here. Like, other than she's come here two times, she's, I'm sure she's been to multiple places multiple times, what the fuck? Um, like, why didn't we get Nick Lachey or some shit, right? Like, we could have easily got a local yokel legend or something and given them a day. But I, I know money talks, and I, I'm thinking to myself, hey, this is our lawmakers probably making use of some garbage time. It's not that big a deal. You know, if if this is something that, like, Curry's favor to Taylor Swift to be like, oh, they gave me a whole little day, and she comes back around again, that's more money for us in the long run just via, you know, transit tourism or whatever the fuck. Because these tours do blow up. Like, motherfuckers be going nuts, so... Um, for this Arraise Tour, Arraise Tour, Arraise Tour, yeah, um, but yeah, you know, there's some Taylor Swift news, I, I couldn't help myself, it's Cincinnati news, I was just drawn to it, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with the, you know, the Taylor Swift, who she dating, who she not, I don't know, I do a little bit, I did my toe in, I was worried about Matt Healy a little bit, but hey, hey, here we are, here we are on a Saturday, <laughs> we're past all that, <laughs> talking about a future potential Taylor Swift day. I, and who knows? I, I haven't heard anyone say like, oh, this is a bad idea. There's no no one poo-pooing it. Um, low key though, I kind of would like to see someone being like, what the fuck is this? Like, couldn't we talk about something relevant? But hey, like I said, maybe this is just once again, lawmakers being getting used to some garbage time, like pizza party time, if you will. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the episode. That's all I got for today. Um, I hope that you're going to have an amazing Saturday if you're listening to this on the day or just an amazing day in general. If you'd like to support the effort, the podcast, the thing I'm doing, uh, let's see, I have a Patreon, patreon.com, so I say a news. Uh, you get a uh, shout out once a month, uh, say your name, shout out a project or, you know, thing you're on, whatever, thing like that, you know, little link and build action there. Uh, let's see, I do have a Facebook, I have a Twitter I have a Gmail account, isaiahnews1 at gmail.com, if you'd like to contact me. Also, if you'd like to see a little picture, a little thumbnail things, that's readily available on the Instagram. Uh, feel free to comment there. Hit the little heart thing on the YouTube if you're listening. Hopefully you're already subscribed. We'd love to see that. Hit the thumbs up if you will. Would you kindly? 
uh, and leave comments. I love that. Feedback is great. I, I, it's good. I, you know, at least I hope it's good. I want to be positive. I like having nice, fruitful conversation. Um, and I just love talking about some news, you know? But yeah, that's all I got for today. Hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love ya. Bye-bye. Mwah.